0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Daisy's.live dot live show. You're hearing a new voice this week and surprise surprise it's not actually a new voice it's just not Scott. Shria is taking over today and Moral, why don't you tell us what we have on our list?
1: Well we have quite a few things on the list this week and uh, we will of course review Eternals that on it actually released on disney plus this week so guys if you have disney plus subscription do watch eternals and then we're gonna start a review human which released on which dropped this friday on hulu and we also got a review hikali kali aki which is a netflix series so shria
0: do you want to get started with Eternals? of course of course so let's go Eternals is the story of basically this Marvel universe if you guys have seen the Marvel cinematic universe so far you've seen a bunch of characters, but we kind of take a step back all the way to before I think Captain America's time and we're introduced to a whole new series of characters and this movie kind of goes through a little piece by piece of each I want to say like superheroes like starting or um, like big eventful portions in their lives like we talk about a relationship you know that's gone wrong and it was like these two <laughs> I want to I don't want to like give away too much but like these two people have been in our relationship for 5,000 years and there's some unsolved trauma there there's someone who goes through like a um, trauma and medical trauma and then ends up like needing to get their memory erased and so there's like these little pieces of stories that you guys kind of zigzag through the whole marvel universe and you see bits and pieces and the story kind of follows that however the fun thing that we talked about this week is that no matter how many times mk and i just seem to come across anybody who talks about eternals they're like, hmm. I don't know about that one. It's always that mm, I don't really know about that one. And do you want to explain why we were like, oh, we don't really know about this one? Okay, I
1: have to be very honest with you. I had expectations from Eternals because, hey, it's Marvel it's Universe, good. right? MCU MCU's never had a bad movie. Hey, you know what? There's always a the first time. So, <laughs> so here we are. Now this is this is the base story, of course. You know, you need to have mind maps to follow the story because the story is really not about today. It's about literally, you know, characters within multiple settings. And the movie jumps from one far-flung CGI location to another far-flung CGI location. And then it moves from past to present to far past and then near present, and then literally you know, you need special skills to really follow the story because, you're like, okay, where are we here? But hey, if you've been watching Hindi serials and all the shit that comes with that, <laughs> you'll find it very, very easy to watch journals because it is amazing. You know, what really hit me the most was it's a Chloe Zhao movie. She does excellent work. She is brilliant. She's a she's an Oscar winner, would I say? with that this was such a huge disappointment this was uh, you know there are some outer space godly creatures and you know they have proper noun titles and they hire some immortal outer space crusaders called eternals to protect non outer space peeps who who from outer space monsters called deviants
0: and that's a plot and The thing is, I agree. I 100% agree. I like to give things the benefit of the doubt. And I was like, maybe this movie was made differently. Maybe they were trying out a new format. And I can't lie. uh, I think the confusion got to me at one point where I was like, I cannot understand where in the story, like what timeline we're following, because they don't give us enough of a heads up or enough of a placement. They just like, they switch and then they just start with the story. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like, What's going on? Like, what timeline are we in? Like, do we know this much information at this point or do we not know any of that? Like, should we know everything that has happened in the MCU up till this point? Or like, do we just completely erase that knowledge and we start from the beginning? And like, you don't understand how much you know and how much you don't know. And still somehow you don't know anything.
1: And and then every time they kill the deviants, they go and they stand in that formation, that, you know, the symmetric wedge formation that they have.
0: It's like just 45 minutes of formation for me, honestly. totally,
1: And, and you know, so Salma Hayek is the leader of the group. And she's actually the go-between between, you know, the Celestials and Eternals for that reason. She's the main communication officer. And then some Eternals have real amazing, amazing powers, like, you know, Circe, who's Gemma Chan, she she convert things into different things, and Wikipedia says that it's called the psionic ability. By the way, there is a word for it; it's a real thing. And then there's I, uh, Icarus, which is Richard Madden, who who can shatter things with eye beams, and you know he has the ability to fly so basically
0: superman but not superman you know right. what i loved about that character specifically sorry to interrupt you but like you know how icarus like the original story of icarus i felt like they just took it and they kind of did a twist and i i saw it with like so when i saw it with icarus originally i went back and i kind of tried to do some research on the characters and i was like a lot of these characters are like takes on our greek mythology characters mythology like this time around Don't it's me significant because like yes. usually in the superhero movies you don't see that too much or you think but like you don't this time like the connections or like the um the differences or like where you see the characters and like origin stories all, so the, all of them
1: except except Angelina Jolie who
0: yeah except plays
1: herself. Right. she's a she's a goddess and she plays herself she she's a warrior goddess as she should, as she should, <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> so so but but the other uh, I mean apart from these three uh, eternal so the rest of them really got a bad deal you know yeah. they got uh, there's a new word i learned it's called sucker punched they literally got sucker punched because because they don't have any great superpowers for example Gilamash doesn't have he, he's just a basic strong man you know then then this other guy f- fast tours. he's just a Silicon Valley-ish inventor. He's, there's nothing new that he's doing. I mean, we have so many of them, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally nothing. And then, and then there is, of course, Kingo, who has the ability to Bollywood dance. I mean, she is that dance. a superpower? By the way, he's my favorite. Ask any Daisy; they'll do it for free. Literally, we don't need an occasion to Bollywood dance. But, but honestly, I mean, and and then of course he has a cameraman, called Patel. Yes, he's called Padale guys. <laughs> so,
0: so literally, this entire strong character building up there. of
1: eternal superheroes It's such a big disappointment. I'm sorry.
0: I felt like there was a little bit of trying to audience please in there somewhere with some of these characters. Like, for example, they were like, "Oh, like the people who watch us are probably tech nerds, so let's just throw in a couple of tech nerds." And I was like, "Like regular Bring people watch everything. the MCU too." Yeah. <laughs> like you don't have to be like coding all the time to under like it's, it's it, I think I thought it kind of like played on the traditional idea of like only geeks like superheroes and I was like regular people watch superhero movies like not that geeks are not regular people but I'm saying like people who are not geeks ordinary no, like just average human beings also tend to watch superheroes or they play to like the again who was the Bollywood dance superpower person like I was like why would you even say that? And then like they named him Patel. And I was like, like, what demographic are you trying to reach? Because I, I could not tell. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, they were, they were as trying to as a they little bit of everybody.
1: to, you know, they, they looked at the Marvel Universe and like, we need to have diversity. So let's just do Such this. Let's put everybody together. Let's put all the cooks together and spoil the broth, which is exactly what happened.
0: And I d- I didn't think it added any kind of value. Like uh, I I get it. Like for sure, people like to see representation. But I was like, that's not the representation they want to see. When they say like, it's so stereotypical of them beautiful. to put a Bollywood song in there with song right. and
1: dance. And this is how you put for Indians now, Bollywood dancing. Seriously.
0: I think it's because the recent stats have shown that we are the leading minority group in the US. So they're like, oh, let's we gotta reach this new audience. No,
1: no, no. It's not, it's not only that. It's also this movie is gonna release elsewhere in the world. And then India became become India's always the biggest market for English speaking movies, English movies, because they have a huge English speaking population. So they cater to India somewhere or the other. This is exactly, you know, Red Notice did that to um a lot of movies are looking at India in that direction. That's why they add the diversity character so that there's something that the Indians can go on to that is, it looks like them.
0: That's exactly what I thought. I actually watched Red Notice, and you were completely right. It's like comedic. And it's a good watch because the prediction value is great, not because the storyline is so fascinating. Like if you wanted something like that, watch National Treasure, watch Da Vinci Code. There's nothing new and great about the way the story goes down, but like the characters, the actors, the actors really bring it together. And at first, when you watch it, you think it's like a National Treasure type movie where you're like, nobody outside the American audience is going to watch it. And then they probably realize they're like, oh man, nobody outside the American audience is going to watch this Treasure Hunt movie. And
1: those jokes are so American. In, in, I mean, I mean there in is volleyball. a certain pop culture, pop culture that only mm. Americans understand. Exactly. It falls flat on other people. Yeah.
0: So. And of course, of course, no, 100%. And then when not any, nothing against Inspector Doss, because like the char- the actress who actually played that character Phenomenal job, amazing. But I'm saying I do feel like they did throw like a diversity character in there. But they did it so much. I will give them credit. I think they did it better than Eternals. Like at least they were not like you're in there to Bollywood dance and be a cameraman and own a own a like CVS convenience store. Like at least they gave her like a very a uh, a role that's so full that it has. Thank and then
1: That would have been it for me. But, oh my gosh. <laughs> that would have been it for me, totally. So, well, this movie, Eternals, is on Disney Plus, guys, and it, the cast is amazing. It's Salma Hayek, it's Harry Styles, it's Angelina Jolie, Kit Harrington, Kumail Nanjiani, Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, and it's directed by Poezao. And if you do not have anything better to do in your life, go watch it. <laughs>
0: Hi, I'm Sujata Day, and I'm the writer, actor, producer, director of Definition Please. And you're listening to me on Daisy's.live. Hello, 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 everybody. We are back to the Live show. Today, it's just Moral and Shria, and we are here to discuss your weekly dose of Bollywood media and entertainment. And we just finished a riveting, of course, riveting. <laughs> review of Eternals and we're going to kind of switch gears to show that we all kind of did like has a little more positive uptone. This is human and human is the medical malpractice, like unethical drug trials, you know, kind of like a, should we even actually do vaccine? Should we not do vaccine? Should we trust the medical world? Should we not trust the medical world kind of web series? Starring our favorite on the show a, Like a favorite of all time Shafali Shah from Delhi Crime And I think it was Krithi Kulhari From Four More Shots, please If I'm not wrong
1: Yes, and and she was also in uh, the criminal investigation series
0: Oh, we loved she, her in that one too
1: And she's in prison And you know, that entire story with uh, Pankaj Party
0: So she's a brilliant actress I mean, she comes
1: through here as
0: well it was stunning. It was stunning. I mean, this show actually kind of like showed the both the main characters, both Shafali and Kriti. Every single time that we have seen them in our Daisies Live shows or we've re- reviewed them, stunning reviews. I mean, they are just phenomenal actors. Although I do think Shafali Shah does tend to get typecast a little more because her serious roles are just so good that I just I think that they just keep putting her in them, and she does them justice every time.
1: She was very different here, the tone of her voice, the way that she spoke, the way she imbibed that character of this dangerously uh, focused woman who was trying to create legacies
0: for herself. Right. Have right. you heard those stories of Heath Ledger? Is that how you say his last name? Yes. Okay. I just want to make sure. I was like Heath Ledger when he was learning to play about the Joker and they were like, he would do method acting and he would kind of starve himself or like he wouldn't sleep for days on end. Sometimes I feel like Shafali Shah does the same kind of thing because the way she embodies characters, it becomes hard to tell at some point that she's like an actress in a role that's true and I've spoken
1: to a lot of actors who do method acting Mm -hmm. and I was just talking to another one the other day and he said the same thing he said you know when I get into the skin of a character I live that character yeah I become that person and when the show ends or the shooting ends it takes me two three months of detox to actually get myself mentally out of that person's role that character so for actors it's just not going on learning lines it is a lot of imbibing the character that they're going to play they feel the character and that's why they're able to perform so it's the same with actors like um shefali this is of course you know story there's a medical thriller it's back with some brilliant performances but really uh, and this is a story that is uh, is it's set around a hospital called Manthan It's a multi speciality hospital. It's founded and headed by India's ACE. One of, he, she's one of the top most neurosurgeons in India. Her name is Dr. Gauri Nark. And she's held in high regard. She's awarded. She's, she's totally revered by everybody. And she actually brings in a new doctor called Dr. Sarah Somerval in her cardiac. Department, she's a cardiac surgeon. And then the friendship between the two starts. And then there is a drug trial in between all of this that's gone wrong. And they're trying to cover it up. They
0: are. And
1: as the story moves, as the story peels back, we realize that Gauri Nath is the focal center of all of that. Okay. And that is what the story is about. So how does Saira find out? And how does
0: Saira really work with Gauri Nath on all of this? And it's set very sadly in the middle of a pandemic and it's kind of crazy because you think like oh the story is based off of COVID but actually in this story COVID is like a thing of the past they're basically I think at one point they talk about the fact that they were like oh this like unapproved drug trial I think for COVID was like this big loss on us like we could have profited off of it completely like oh man like it went totally wrong this time we have to be better and like they actually talk about as if like they had gone through a pandemic already and then they're going through another one. So it it definitely does kind of hit that part where you are like, you're talking about this unsafe drug trials, and it reminds me of this same idea where you know, when you watch a movie and you're like, I don't want to root for the bad guy like you don't want them to be right you you're like you don't want them to say like oh yeah they are definitely coming covering up like drug trial problems that have gone wrong and you, you don't want to agree with them but the way the story goes is that it's showing you the other side it's like even if you are somebody who is completely like pro-vaccine who understands that like modern day science is sound science it comes to the problem where they're like people's greed definitely gets in the way. And so that is, that is where like the waters get murky for me because I'm like, I'm hoping the show isn't, isn't getting into the wrong hands. Cause then it's going to promote the wrong thing, but I don't think it's, it's the case. I think it's just trying to educate the audience on saying like, sometimes like nothing is perfect. Literally nothing in, in life is perfect. So just make sure that we just want to show you that this opposite perspective can happen so you have the full story before you make your decision. And we're hoping you're still making a very informed decision. But we, in order to inform you, we have to tell you the good and the bad so you can you can do that. And most people, like, for example, we at Desis.Live 100% promote the vaccine. Please get your vaccines. Please stay masked. Six feet distance. Follow and, and, you Sarah,
1: and wait wait for the new vaccines for the Omicron are going to come by March. But having said that, please do take your medical specialists seriously. Trust your doctors. It's got nothing to do with not trusting your doctors. Respect them. Please don't kill them. Because in India, see if you don't feel better, then you go and beat the doctor. So please do not do that. That is uncalled for because what they're doing as professionals is, is, is actually some really good work. And you know, we are held up here. We are doing what we're doing because our health professionals were the front end of this pandemic and we're so thankful to them as well. And having said that, you know, medical thrillers, we don't see a lot of medical thrillers come out or even medical stories, credible medical stories come out of sure. India. And this is one of them. Actually, it is created by a show creator. I mean, he's a great director. His name is Vipul Shah, and Vipul Shah is the ex-husband of Shefali Shah, by the way, if you didn't know that trivia. And Moses Singh, who's also written and directed it. So um, some of some of the the plot is very realistic. It could happen. It happens in pharma industry that uh, trials happen happen. So over here, the trials are happening in a camp, but then the company making the trials actually goes outside the camp and you know who they attack um, with the trials and they literally go to a leper colony and start uh, giving dosages to the lepers there because the whole thought process is you're, pure. you're, you're poor and there's a, even a dialogue where where the character that Shifani Shah plays says that poor what's the value of his life is zero Literally. Right. And, and that is hard hitting because that's how these people really look at the, yeah. the, the value of life support. They absolutely have no value for them. So they're used as human guinea pigs for trials that have
0: gone wrong. And it's crazy because it brings me back to when we did J-Beam, where they talk about tribal women or like people from tribes and they just throw them under the bus for crimes they didn't commit because they want people with money who can like pay you know authorities hush money just get what they're whatever they want and then they're like who cares like what happens to this guy nobody pays it they're just some some random rural person who probably makes less than two dollars a day like in total they probably make less than two American dollars a day who cares what that what happens to them and it's so crazy because like that is 100 percent the way that the world works, especially when we're talking about Indian culture. It's so easy to get caught up in our privilege to the point where we're like, does that even really happen? Like we definitely have rules regulating it. But you're like, no, people just get better at covering it up. People just have more money. People just figure out. They're like, oh, they, is the media they figure out come?
1: everything. And if they can't figure out, they get them killed. Look how many people were, were liability. Um, during during this entire process but then you know what I really also liked about the show because it's set in Bhopal they did cover the aspects of the Bhopal grass tragedy
0: on the side oh yes I had my fair share of investigating to learn what that was about but would you like to give a background for everyone who does not actually know anything about it well
1: Yes, do, do, do you want to give it? I'm, I'm pretty okay if you want. No, you
0: go for it. You go for it. Right. So like
1: Union, Carbi- Union Carbide had a factory in Bhopal and mm-hmm. they had a gas leak, um, which was against safety measures. And a lot of people inhaled that gas in the city of Bhopal, And it's been 30 odd years or 40 odd years. It's been a very long time ago. And uh, though the courts in India held Union Carbide as a company responsible for the leakage, a lot of people ended up getting genetically modified. They, they, they have genetic diseases now, they are deformed, they, they, they've completely, they're unable to work for all these years. That Union Carbide literally tried washing the hands off this entire thing and walk out, but for some reason the courts held back and they were made liable for all of this, but so many lives are destroyed in that city because of that gas leak in the Union Carbide factory. So this show also on the sidelines shows the impact of people and the faces and their deformed limbs and just inhaling of the gastric to them. And yes, guys, it was an American company responsible for that, absolutely. But you know what, what I really found interesting about the show was there were so many subplots and parallel plots which, were, which weren't confusing at all because they were very straight, they were very linear storytelling, right? It was very linear in its storytelling. Um, the cinematography was brilliant. The background score was great. The the art direction was phenomenal. You actually feel the tempo of oh my god, what's going to happen next? What's she going to try to do next? How's she going to play politics next? And not only the politics within the board of directors of a highly renowned hospital, but uh, then the story of the poor people and how they have to fight for their life. They have to fight for the smaller things. And at one point in time, the girl, the little girl, the poor little girl, says to her father and brothers, "Thing, it's because we're poor. We don't have we we don't have option. We don't have anything else. Or we can't stay back and even fight. Mm-hmm. These people are too big for us." So, um, so so literally that aspect of it, then the politics of it, as which politician is going to be the next chief minister? Is going to yeah. decide. I mean. Which is so true of India and how Gaurina, Dr. Gaurina Curry's favor, what she has to do to get her work done and stay relevant and her relationship with her husband and how they did create a formidable team together because they kind of understand each other well and they stay focused on what they want and how they created wealth out of it. Well, this is, uh, a very interesting story. It's a grappling story. There, is, there, is, there are storylines that are linear, the subplots and plots and many parallel plots as well, but it never leaves you. Um, it, it stays with you while you're watching it. You can binge on it. You think about those characters, the characters, and their motivations are very well laid out. The character flow is really greatly defined. The writing is great, the direction is phenomenal. And of course, we have to say to once again, displays her metal as an actress and she portrays the many facets of Gauri Nath so professionally, profoundly well. Oh my God, you know when she wants to be, she can be anything as Gauri Nath. Mm-hmm. She's so calculative. She's so focused in how she wants to do, um, uh, how she wants to make a life, and then, of course, she has this pet uh, pet project where she's altering the brains of girls. Oh my god! And and she's she's actually conducting human trials on a group of ten girls where she's altering the way they think and how they feel happy, how they can forget their lives. So literally, it is a stark, um, stark. Uh, it's a stark story of like you know. One director we just interviewed a little while ago just told us that cinema is, is and, and movies and shows are a reflection of a society. This is indeed a reflection of the divide in our society and how people with money get away with everything.
0: And the crazy part that I thought is, is that, remember when we were like, oh, Shefali Shah does really well in these serious um, movies. I kind of like try to do a little bit of a depth analysis mm-hmm. into Shefali herself, because I tried to look through in-depth analysis and I tried to look through her social media Um, and I did a little bit of a social media analysis and I was like does she mean to take up roles that consistently talk about big events like social injustice events in history and I was trying to find out because you know of course with deadly crime and then again in the football incident I was like does she look to do those and I found out that she doesn't necessarily look for like historical significant events but she focuses a lot on taking up work that does somehow contribute to social justice because she believes in using media as a power tool to of course cause social reform and I think that that's the direction, a lot of really hard hitting actors, like the actors where we're like, your story is somber, it's morbid and it's gloomy, but it, it's beautiful. Like at the same time, it's very beautiful and it makes you, you know, research the incident. It makes you research the people. It makes you talk about like what actually happened. It makes you research the companies. All of a sudden you're learning backstories about things that you, you know, you didn't even know you wanted to know about before a, like a, a two hour movie. And I think that because she chooses to make those choices with her work, it's a big take on how, I hate how we always get like, like, I am number one in criticizing the media. Of course, I have a whole TED talk about criticizing about how media chooses to display their information. I think that's why we're so strong with our storytelling at Live because we focus 100% on facts. We try to do that as much as possible. And so the way that she tells her stories, it makes me really believe in this idea that, like, hopefully the Bollywood industry stepping away from this idea of like nepotism or this idea that like hero fights the criminal and then he gets the heroine and they get married and they like run off into sunset and we have so many critiques on the show about like why does everyone always have to get married like why does every happy ending mean marriage like you can be happy without like happiness means so many different things like why does it always have to be that way but it gives me a lot of hope to see like these types of creative directors these types of actors who who make it their job to focus on stories that they think like need to be told rather than the ones simply that that their audience will just enjoy because I think everybody enjoys a small comedy every now and then like there's nothing that will ever go wrong with it but movies like this where you know you're going to get backlash and you know you're going to get criticism taking that up I think is a really strong uh, strong ideal of like a very good storyteller and that's usually how I can tell apart like phenomenal actors like who were just like born with the talent like they were like gifted to be empathetic with every character versus the ones who I'm like okay you are definitely trained in your art you know over time you have learned and you can just see who like embodies characters and you can tell by the way that they decide what roles to take up and I I very much commend Chef Ali Shah for being one of those people like which is why I keep coming back to everything she she's in because I know it's just going to be so good
1: it is obviously and you know when it was released i actually told you, hey sure you gotta watch this you gotta review this because shefali is here but but also you know i had to give it up for another actor in this entire show which who really really impressed me and that was vishal jetva and he played poor mangu oh Um, he was brilliant he was super brilliant this guy world look out for this actor he is just brilliant in every frame of his character. He embodies that role really well. The other thing that I want to really point out to our listeners and viewers, guys, is um the production design is it's realistic. It's real Bhopal. They've done so well with the direction, the creative, how creatively they've portrayed that city. But I had to give it up for the cinematographer of the show. Some of the shots were so amazing. Remember this one shot where Mungo is on the terrace of his home, smoking a cigarette and his sister comes with food. And then the the camera slowly moves to the top. I mean, the camera is at the top of the the thing. And then there's this aerial view view of the the entire, it just zooms out. And then there's this aerial view of the entire leper colony. Some other shots were so brilliant. Then there was another shot where, you know, we realized that uh, Shefali and uh, the character of Kriti Hari just get together. And there's a shot of them, both of them in white dresses, and the camera is kind of moving around them. It's so aesthetically designed, that shot, the, every frame of the shot is so aesthetic. It is so well-directed. So the cinematographer of the show is Saoirse Roy and amazing, amazing job of, of presenting this really important story in really amazing frames.
0: Phenomenal, phenomenal job to everyone who worked on this show we highly highly recommend you check it out if you have time it is a web series so no worries about oh what tv platform can i watch it on i think it's available to anyone who has disney plus hotstar so you should be able Absolutely. to see it on the go
1: and, the and it is streaming in north america hulu
0: on the on the hotstar hotstar hub of course but it
1: is streaming in hulu so please do go watch it we highly recommend this series Namaste, everybody. Hello, this is comedian Rajiv Sabyal, and you're listening to me on
0: Desis.live. And just like that, the at Live show is back. We hope you didn't miss us too much. We just got over raving about human, the new web series starring Shafali Shah and Kriti Kulhari. Nothing but good things to say about it. And now we will switch gears to talk about Ye Kali Kali ankin, which I unfortunately did not get to watch, but Mural did. So Mural, why don't you tell us what it was about and how you liked it? Yes,
1: Shreya, it is Kali Kali Aankin, and which actually means it's, it's, uh, it's a Shah Rukh Khan song. Ye Kali Kali Aankin, that song. And what I absolutely loved about the show was number one, the actors, were phenomenon. Just phenomenal. So this weekend it was raining Tahiraj Raj guys. Dahiraj Baseen had another show that released on Vood, which we did not get here yet. But when we do, we'll review it for you. Ranjashi Sahi is his other show. But he, Kali Galianke streams on Netflix, and Tahiraj Baseen and Shweta Tripathi are the two um two lead actors of the show. Well. This is a story of two star-crossed lovers. They meet at at engineering school in the very first episode. They fall in love and they decide they're going to spend the rest of their lives together because they're going to get jobs um, out of engineering school. There's a little backstory about this. The backstory is when this guy, his name is Vikran, he was in school. He's like a kid, maybe four or five, five or six years old. There's a girl in his class who used to like him. She went up to him and said, will you be my friend? And he said, no. And he ran away as a kid. So the girl went away. And it is after he's finished his schooling, he's got a job offer in another city. And what he wants to do is marry the girl he loves and go and live in a small house. And he has these dreams with her, where you know, we will have a small home, we'll have a small dog, we'll have, you know, the, 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 the plans. But this girl comes back. Her father is a very powerful gangster, read politician on the side, but he's a gangster. Exactly. And he has this army of goons and he knows everything about the guy. And the father realizes that his little girl, uh, his name, her name is Purva, she likes this guy. And this guy's father works for the father of that girl. So the daughter decides that this is the guy I want. So the politician father gets him and they have to coerce him and they have to kill everybody else around him who they think is, is, is going to be instrumental in their daughter being unhappy. So this is the heartland of India. This is literally UP. It's a Shakespearean love story where literally the gangsters know everything. They track this guy. They know everything about his life and he is now stuck to get married to this person that he's not in love with, but he's forced to because otherwise his family will be killed and her family will be killed and she'll be in danger, the girl he loves. And they almost kill her in between because they figure out that he's dating this girl and he's in love with her and that other woman is super smart, whatever happens, if she doesn't like the way he talks to her, she goes to her father. So. It is this entire grouping story of just this, these two star-crossed lovers in a lawless town. It's called Onkara, And that's what the story is about.
0: Hmm. All right. So is there anything we need to know about how the movie was made? Who wrote it? Who directed it? The actors?
1: Absolutely. So, you know, Siddharth Sengupta has done an amazing job writing the story. If you have watched Siddharth, Siddharth's earlier work, it does it was, it was a series called Amdeki, which he uh, had done for applause entertainment, by the way. He likes unorganized crime. And he likes this entire story of self point gangolots and the bratty children, and you know, so so he's literally done a good job writing the story of Yekali Kaliyanke. Um, things that I really liked about the series is, of course, the actors, the Dahi seen Oh, my God, he he comes through brilliantly. And so and, and in, in her limited role, so does Shweta Tapati. Shweta She's, of course, ex-Marie You guys have seen her there. And here as well, she packs in quite a bunch. But the guy who really walks away with the cake is Saurabh Shukla as the gangster. He is the patriarch uh, whose daughter is married to now Thierry Rathbussin's character and he, you, if if there was a character in real life like him, he would be Saurabh Shukla in my head, literally, done an excellent job. He is amazing. Well, it's like a pulp fiction, of course, you know, the twist in the plot and then, you know, they're, there's some degree of preposterousness involved in this entire thing. But to um, so that, Sengupta does sustain the momentum throughout till the end. And in the end, there is a cliffhanger, by the way, guys. We're not going to tell you what the cliffhanger is, but you
0: are shocked at how it ends in the, in the end. And, and you know, uh,
1: it's it's set set in a, in a in a fictional place called Ankara, which could be Varanasi, it could be allahabad could be any city in in the in UP. And and some of, some of the shots in the dark in the last two um uh, two episodes are so well shot. The dark looks like heaven; it's like you landed on on moon. And um, uh, well, you know. Uh, the production quality is amazing, This the eye-catching look, the background score. And I absolutely, absolutely, absolutely loved the reprise of the song Kali Kali Yankee. Loved it, and the way it's been used in the theme as perfectly done. So, guys, I actually ended up liking the show a lot, just for the actors and the thing. And, you know, you go in with a certain degree of disbelief, of course, because this probably is, is what our fiction is all about, and... Um, you know, there are certain psychotic characters, this crazy, crazy, crazies coming out of the woodworks, but on the whole, very gripping story, which leaves you with a cliffhanger for season two, definitely. So watch this show on Netflix. It's called Ekalikali. Okay.
0: This is Rianjali and you're watching me on Live. All right everybody, no need to get upset, but that is the end of our weekly show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Shreya, all and sadly we don't have Scott with us this week, but he will be back shortly soon. So don't forget to tune in next week when we re- when we review more Bollywood media and entertainment for you and just like we like to say, we hope that we watch it so you don't Thanks everyone. Have
1: to, absolutely.
0: Thank you and bye.